Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tashu. I'm joined as always by my good friend. He is all the way on the West Coast. They call it the Best Coast. The one and only. Hello, hello. I've been wondering where Craig Shepard has been, and God damn it, I got my hands. He's breeding in the night. If he could figure out which hole to stick it in on this hello. episode of On Seagal, we're talking about 2016's un- just like shitty titles at this point. Like these yeah. are these like these 2016 movies have the lamest, most generico sounding titles, oh, along yeah. with the titles of the-, the characters' names are bad. But yeah. my God, the movies' names are worse. On this episode, we're going to be talking about 2016's Code Honor. And tell me that doesn't sound like a, uh, a knockoff of, like, Navy SEALs. Call of Duty. Yeah, you would think, like, a military um, Navy SEALs kind of action flick. But no, nothing, nothing is... No, is, no yeah, is, exactly. You know. Boy, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, this film is directed and written by one Michael Winnick. It stars Steven Seagal. At least that's what the box says. At least that's what yeah. the trailers would lead you to believe. But it's actually a story focused more on one Craig Sheffer. Yes, your lead from Nightbreed. And he is a a cop, a former, excuse me, like a former military guy who's searching for Steven Seagal, who is a vigilante who has taken out the trash in, I guess, L.A., a crime-ridden L.A., and he's a one-man vigilante squad looking for looking for love in all the wrong places, including alleyways. I mean, he's just, the, the term he's a wrecking ball is what I would call this because he is literally a human death machine in oh, this yeah. movie and it gets to the point where uh he's just like killing people with wanton abandon women included which again questionable uh kind of motives with when we get to the steven seagal character but trevor we'd never seen this movie before neither one of us had so i want you no. to give me your thoughts what did you think of 2016's code of honor oh good god uh right right that was my response when we got to the end of the movie. I was I like, mean, we're going to have so much to talk about. I mean, you know, I think it owes Fight Club some some uh, 
some residue from uh, re- revenue six cents uh, maybe just like pulling out cents, the fucking break pulling out the stops right at the end yeah uh god what a fucking I mean, joke right craig sheffer has oh man he deserves shit man does he though because he knew what he was getting himself into yeah i guess you could say can that, you but... imagine being the lead in a movie where the other actor who's the psychotic version of you is the one build on the poster slash the box yeah i mean Ah, yikes, right? That's fucked up. I mean, when your biggest star besides Van Damme, Austin Man or Louis Mandalore and uh Craig <laughs> Sheffer, you know you got problems. I mean Louis Mandalore and as much as I love Louis Mandalore. <laughs> I love Costas. Costas. Me too. Awesome. Yeah. I like I yeah, I'm a fan of both of them. They're both. Yeah, the Mandalore I think they, brothers yeah. are both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, the film starts out with like this drug deal going down like factory parking lot or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. And Nondescript then, uh, parking lot out in the open. And then, uh, you see Seagal on the rooftop with a rifle and basically he's the best shot there is right. because he never fucking misses. Nope. Oh, by the way, can we talk about the flood effects? You mean the after effects? Oh yeah. 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 The terrible after effects. This it's it's fucked. This we couldn't me. afford squibs. This movie could not afford squibs. So we're like, we'll just add it in post. They they went to fucking Microsoft Paint. But the thing is, just... like, this is what I expect. You know, we we talked about on the Culture Cast recently. We talked about the Three from Hell or the Firefly trilogy. And yeah. in Three from Hell, that Rob Zombie movie, he uses he uses those After Effect blood effects. And I was just like, what the fuck? Rob Zombie doesn't have a budget to deal with this. I expect it here. Like, I'm not surprised here because it's, you know, these movies are made on like what I imagine is a shoestring budget outside of the fact that they have to entice Seagal into being in them well, somehow. To paraphrase uh, the director of Swingers, um, Doug Lyman, uh, the budget for this one was probably what the movie, uh, uh, probably what uh, Navy SEAL spent on their uh, uh, catering budget. Right. Yeah. I mean that's essentially it. Like uh, that's Something like that. Yeah. That's where that's where, I, that's where I come in with this movie. It's like I I have seen better kinds of these movies. Yeah, this is the action movie version of the. I've never seen an action version of this. It would. Have you like this twist? Never. The tw- the twist. I mean, it's a it's a very poorly done twist. But it's a twist um, that I have not seen done in an action movie. No, before. I I will give that credit. I have not seen that this uh this before. Unfortunately, it was spoiled because I had already watched a review from one of my favorite online reviewers, and I had seen that because I was as I was watching the film, I'm like, have I seen this before? Did we do this and I just forgot about it? Did we just forget we did this film? Then it hit my head, I'm like, oh my god! I watched a Diamanda Hagen film brain review about this movie, and I know the twist before the twist happened, and I'm like, oh Christ! Even the 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 execution, the leading up to it, is terribly done, really badly done, and. Uh, maybe I should just skip the movie and watch the review. Probably would have saved me some time, like an hour at least. Well, that's why I didn't watch the review. Like, I never watch anything before I watch movies anymore because I don't want to regurge someone else by accident. I'm not saying you are, yeah. but I'm saying it's it's a very real problem that could happen because I don't want someone to be like, well, you stole my thought. It's like, I did. Well, to be fair, it was a review I'd seen before we even started this podcast. Oh, sure. So. Well, that's my like, that's my point. Like, it doesn't count yeah. anyways, but my God, this it's movie's bad. twist is just Air idiotic. Before. Like, it, what's what's insane is it doesn't make any sense. And well, they tried to, to double the, twist us too. Well, yeah, exactly. And that was my next point is they it doesn't make any sense on the face of it with the first twist. And then they double twist it, which makes even mm. less sense 
than the actual twist. So it's yeah. it's compounding stupidity. Mm-hmm. You twisted we- yourself and now you have fucking played yourself because yeah. the, what they try to do at the actual end of this movie is fucking frankly insulting. Yeah, actually I was- Like stupid, like-, like so fucking stupid. I don't even understand what in the holy hell they were going for because it makes no sense. Let's set up- None, the, zero, zero sense does it make, none. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Craig Sheffer's character, we don't really know if he even is FBI or whatever. He just shows he, up. He just shows up because he's doing this all on his own independently because he knows Seagal. He knows because they, uh, I think they served together. Yep. Yep. In the military. He so was he like his like sensei in the military. Yeah. So he knows what Seagal was capable. So that's why he's like on the trail of this guy because he wants to catch him before because he knows how good he is that's what um, and that's what he tells lewis mandylor you don't yeah. get the sense that like he's operating on his own you find that out later in the movie that he's like you know discharged and he's kind of like he's a wacko you know he's yeah, insane he's a, he's on his cannon own. on yeah, his yeah. own he's a loose cannon yeah so it's yeah and so that's the whole thing it's like you don't get the sense that there's gonna be a twist because again they're not confident enough as filmmakers to handle the twist in the right way so they fucking fumble it. And instead of oh, yeah. trying, instead of trying, which was would have been really hard and would have required some ability to execute properly, they mm-hmm. just throw the twist in and like yeah. do the minor of like most minor of things. Like he's a loose cannon, which is like probably their way of saying like, oh, he's killing people. And the thing with the double knives, it's like, oh, he's he's unhinged. <laughs> to me, it's like they're, those were their attempts at foreshadowing. And those are really lame and like they don't work at all. No, they don't. And frankly, I mean, Louis Mandalore, I mean, he needed more scenes because he was the he was just the best part of this movie. He's gone I mean, for like a 45 minute span. Yeah. Right? They don't really do anything with this character other than other than him talk about give exposition. Kind he kind of, of bookends. He frankly kind of just bookends the movie. Yeah. He's at the main, you know, kind of drug drop at the beginning where Stigall shows up. And then he's there at the end where the, 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 the building explodes. Oh, let's add that. Jesus fucking Christ. I, it's, if they couldn't afford fucking squibs, look at, the explosions in this. Yeah, it's like this movie halfway through decided, like, let's just have a full-on fucking aneurysm because it just loses its mind. It just goes, yeah. okay, so the twist is, okay, so here's the twist. I want, I want you to spoil the movie because we haven't okay. really spoiled it yet. Okay. But I don't think twist... we can talk about this movie anymore without spoiling it. So okay. spoilers, so the, the... stop here if you don't want to hear anymore. All right, do you want me to do both twists or just the one, the first? Let's talk about the, okay, so from here on okay. out, we're doing spoilers but we're spo- and we're going to talk the twist and the the counter twist. Okay. Yes. So apparently, I mean, uh Craig Sheffer's character has like a file that he's, you know, been discharged. He's had issues with his, you know, can't handle himself. He's kind of been having breakdowns and shit like that. And then we are told to believe or meant to think that uh Sheffer and Segal are one and the same. That Segal is a figment of Sheffer's imagination that he's using as a projection as of a person who is taking down these criminals when it's actually Sheffer killing these criminals. And it and we're meant to think that Seagal is just all in his head. All a kind of the 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 twist from my bloody Valentine. So is the did Seagal ever exist? Yes. Okay. He so Seagal was a real so it's kind of like the thing in Dexter. That's the way I imagine it. It's well, like his end, dark he, like his dark passing. Well the end they they confirm he exists, remember? Because they talk on the rooftop. Right. And and Seagal says, uh, you know, clever making them think you were crazy and that you and me were the same. So he was, he did exist. But he does, he he's, just, he's dead. He was making these plans to make them think Sheffer was crazy and doing all these killings because he was gone insane. And that was the second, very terrible second twist. It 
it it, it was like trying to be this fight club. Wait, 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 wait. Of... hold on a second. That wait, what? Yeah. No, no, no. My reading is Seagal was not dead. He was not dead. He was very much alive on that roof. My reading, no. Okay. My reading is that Seagal is dead and he's all a figment of his imagination. Then how do you explain the rooftop scene where he's saying, good job, making them think you and I were the same person? That's all in his head. I don't think so. I think that was real. I think that was actually him. Then how did Craig Sheffer, then how, explain the thing with Craig Sheffer and the balloon at the end, because that's what I thought you were talking about. Because Louis Mandylore says like they were the same person. There was no William Porter. Yeah, but William Porter did exist. He just, they just, um, hold on. Did right? I can't, it's, I can't, oh man, it, it could so, be read either say, way. Did he say he died in in their in his military file? That that's what I don't remember. That's what I don't remember. That's what I thought they said. I that's what I thought that Seagal was already dead, and like it was like a dark passenger Dexter thing where he's concocted no, no. like his version of him in his own head. That's like my, existing. Yeah, but my interpretation was Seagal was alive this whole time. So yours is a literal interpretation. Well, basically, because when they watch the video, because. There's one scene where Sheffer and Seagal meet in this like nightclub dance club thing, and Seagal tells him, there's a bomb under your sheet. If you get up, this all goes up in smoke. And the video camera, very uh, uh, kind of uh, coincidentally or fortuitously, has where Seagal's supposed to sit as a blo- something blocking the camera. Right. You can't see Seagal, so you don't know if he was actually there. So Craig Sheffer, you know, they call him the bomb squad or whatever, and Craig Sheffer is like, wasn't there like a shootout where he's trying to stay seated in the chair while he's fucking yeah. sick of all that yep. shit. Yep. And then it turns out, what? There was never a bomb under that chair. Right. No, Seagal does not exist is my point. Or Seagal was fucking with him. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, this. you're giving this movie way too much credit. This movie literally has Seagal existing in his mind and it's just him dissociating. It's that It's that lazy. Of It's like, that's why I was saying like it owes a lot to Sixth Sense and other things because it's like it's just going for not it was all a dream but you just dissociated and don't remember doing it a la my bloody valentine i am very sorry if it was referred to that i was trying to give this movie any fucking credit whatsoever. it kind of felt like you were like oh but he's still alive it's like my oh point no is, my point <laughs> is those twists were done terrible well my one if, at the end was the thing about the balloon if it's my interpretation if it's sure. my interpretation well they're done terribly either way yeah and the building explosion at the end is terribly done. The helicopter, the helicopter taking him, um, is obviously CG'd at the end credit. Oh my god! Um, this whole movie's a fucking mess from frame one. This is, you know what? It's almost kind of so bad. It's it's watchable in that kind of way. It's fun. It's like stupid. It does everything so wrong that you kind of have to see it to believe it because the attempt was really there. But... No, I, I think it verges on being so bad it's good. I think, again, I think it takes itself too seriously. I oh, think God, there's, yeah. yeah, you know, it's, there are parts of this movie where it's a slog. It's 106 minutes. Like, fucking come on. It's like, one there's... of those movies where it's, but luckily it's one of those movies, it's a phone where you can have it on in the background, be on your phone, and you won't miss a goddamn thing. Yeah, but to be fair, like, when I watch it for this, I can't afford to do that because it's, it's still, like, f- insanity. How fucking yeah. wild. Like, what's wild to me about these movies more than anything else is they're not just farting this out. They're, no, they're trying. And it's yeah. like, are they failing? Are they failing in spite of themselves? Or are they just this un, uh, uncoordinated when it comes to writing I, a, a halfway decent screenplay? That's what I can't figure out. 
I think Seagal is not very good at reading scripts or check or picking them because I think he does read scripts. I think they're just written for and him. And I think, yes, and I think these films get made because Seagal put his name on And that's how there's so many of these things. And that's why something so horribly done can still be released is because Seagal's name on it. And for some reason, it still sells uh, It still sells rental because I don't think anyone's buying this. Or maybe they did. There's there's five dollar bins of wool. Uh, it it just seems like Seagal's name, as shocking as this sounds, still has some clout. Yeah. Just so um, you know, the uh, the interpretation by the uh, director, the director he, said that Seagal's interpretation of the ending is that his character framed Craig Sheffer and got away. That's what I. That's what my interpretation. Was. I know, but I think that also that's the self serving interpretation for Mister Seagal. Um. Well, because the you know, movie makes it pretty crystal clear that the other interpretation is a valid one. Well, we've said before, Seagal can never die. This right, he can right, never win. right. Which is I mean, like executive decision was a, an exception to the rule, but he wasn't. I mean, his build is build is those yeah, trailers but... for that movie make him seem like the lead. He was Warner Brothers Golden Boy for a good decade. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, not so now, if... not for this movie, not when he's zip lining on the green screen. Oh, oh my god! Some of like what's funny is this is again we're in working this kind of counter uh, timeline that we're doing. We get to see the good and the bad, but then the good becoming the bad. And the bad maybe becoming good. Like Isn't there are things in this there are things in this movie that like I didn't see in the other movies that we've recently watched. Like this movie does kind of have a more interesting plot than like a bunch of gangsters are mad at other gangsters, which has been no, like the I'll last three that. movies I, we watched, right? I'll give it that. I'll right. give it that it was of all the movies we've watched, it's the less um it's the less hackneyed and um at least of these kinds, not sure, like OG. It, it, it feels less churned out. Right. Right. It feels like there was actual thought put into this. Right. That's and that's what I'm saying. Like it's of all the movies that we've watched of this kind of era of Seagal, it's weird because this one feels drastically yeah. different, but very much the same. It still it's, has a lot of the same problems, but yeah. the problems that it has, even as bad as they are, are not as bad as like China Salesman. Yeah. Or some it's, of those it's... other movies we watched that just felt very like this is the same thing. To the point where we got two of them fucking confused. It's 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 one of those I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed movie. Right. Because the potential was there. Right. And it was wasted because apparently, you know, I mean, I don't think it's Seagal's fault because he had nothing to do with the script. Um, I think the, the production values are low. Yeah, I mean, I give them credit for working with what they but you know, you have to have a compelling story and a compelling script to kind of make it work. Because if you're going to have this twist, work with it a little bit. Don't just throw it out there and say, this is it. Because it doesn't feel, I mean, the twist is a little bit set up. The first twist is a little bit set up, but it needs to be set up a little better and less like, oh, a, a fucking course this was. Right. This because, is Jerry Simon signing off. Because, it, you know, the whole it was me all along thing is such an overdone twist. Usual suspects, it's, I guess. Or the dream sequence. The It was all a dream thing. Is right, it's like that. Stress. It's like that equivalent. Like this is the second. If that's one A, this is one B of like <laughs> a character who you didn't think is one thing is something else. Like that's the next biggest twist outside. Yep. Of it was all a dream. Yeah, I mean, like Fight Club, I think set the standard for how to do the. You know, they were the same person the whole time. Um, <sighs> okay, or my bloody Valentine. I don't know. I'm trying to think because, like, this is its own kind of subgenre of movies. Because once you know the twist, watching the movie is like a very different experience. Well, because you analyzed everything. Right. So I wonder, like, I wonder what a month of those movies look like. That would be kind of fun. 
a month of twist movies. But twist where it's a it's a specific kind of twist, like the uh the main character is like we know going into these movies what the twists are but the main character is someone else twist yeah but we go in with some more right because again like i'm i'm not going in to be shocked i'm going in to understand like i don't not talking about usual suspects but there are plenty of movies out there like fucking usual suspects most creative no and plus it has kevin spacey right but this movie is like a prime example of like the main character isn't who you thought they were executed so poorly that it's like but who cares yeah i didn't care he never interacted with anybody else anyway. Because Seagal never interacted with anybody there, but there Craig no, Sheffer to begin with. There were no stakes in the people he killed because he aside not like from the women that he murdered. Let me let me let me clarify Ugh. because for the first part, he's mostly killing bad guys, drug dealers, shit like that. Right, clearly bad guys, clearly drugs. Yeah, so there's really kind of. You don't really sense a uh, a moral dilemma, you know? It's like, oh, right. he's killing bad guys. There's, right. So it's like, you don't give a shit. I get on board with him killing drug dealers any day of the week. Yeah, but when he killed women, innocent women, then it kind of ups the stakes a bit. Didn't just but kill them, blew them up. Detonated a bomb. With innocent women. And unfortunately, there, there's no, there's no, okay, here's the thing. There's no reason why he's suddenly killing innocent. Right. It's not set up that, oh, first he kills just bad guys. Now he's on to innocent people. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no arc for that. You don't right. see anything going. We don't see his moral compass failing at no, all. No, not at all. No. It's just suddenly innocent people can die now. I was like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, I had no, I, I didn't understand. Again, like it felt like, it felt like a, be- a better movie was here, yeah. but in the hands of Michael Winnick and friends. Uh-huh. clearly not and look he edited wrote and directed this movie so his hands are very deeply in said cookie jar oh, it's all in his hands yeah it's you can't i'm sorry it's it's as the director you shouldn't have your actor telling you how to interpret fucking movie yeah like oh he said he said he survives uh uh you're the director and you wrote the fucking movie man does he survive or not have some balls and say you fucking die live I- with it I wonder if Seagal is the reason why it feels wishy-washy and there's two interpretations. I wonder if Seagal is the reason that there's that one scene at the end with them uh, on the on the. What about the balloon thing? The thing with the balloon is what pissed me off. Or not the balloon. It's the catcher's mitt. Oh, that he gives to the kid at the end. What is that? That's the twist that I was talking about with the catcher's mitt. Because I was like, they have the twist that he's not the guy. Like, Steven Seagal does not exist and Craig Sheffer is... Just the guy. Okay, that's the first twist. And the second twist is after he kills himself, uh-huh. he is still alive. That's what. That's the second twist in the movie I watched, right? We forgot to mention there's a woman and her child in the film, but... A, 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 a stripper. And her and her son. And her son. But she worked at the club that got blown up. Yeah. And because her, she and just uh, happened to leave to go get her son. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm leaving to go get my son. Can you cover my shift for me? You're about to die. <laughs> How much does she even factor into the film? Well, that's Craig Sheffer like protects her. But again, like what she knows is unimportant. Ultimately, yeah. everything that happens in this movie is unimportant because it like it boils down to Craig Sheffer was Steven Seagal all along. And you don't know that. And so mm-hmm. the entire pursuit by Craig Sheffer of Steven Seagal's character is an un- is a plot line that has gone nowhere because he was him all along. And that's the entire movie. The and movie sure- is not about Seagal killing drug dealers. It's about... Craig Sheffer protecting the the stripper and making sure that he catches Steven Seagal, who happens to be him. And I'm sure if we watch the film again and anal- analyzing it, we would see things in the film that would have the plot, have the twist make no fucking sense. I watched it twice just to make sure, and there are plenty of things. That's why I was saying, like, it's such a lazy twist, 
because they didn't do any of the successful foreshadowing. All they did was like drop in what are essentially ADR lines so they yeah. can be like, oh, remember this? And they do yeah, like, but- it, they sepia tone it and they have it like, and it's like a faraway voice is saying something. It's like, it's like that kind of lazy, it's also- tropey shit we've seen a million times. Well, what I'm saying is you see like things in the plot that if you think about it would make the twist not even fucking work. Like, you know, it would just like, wait, how would this happen then if this is a twist? Like, how did that happen? Or how did, the, you know, it, it, the continuity, I mean. He of, had a of, lot of free time on his hands and was able to get around that city really fast. Yeah, he he apparently Craig Sheffer, I mean, he doesn't look terrible, but he doesn't look like a guy who could run around the city that fucking quick. Also, Sorry. don't forget that Steven Seagal is like standing in the crowd at one point. <laughs> at the explosion of the like the strip club and <laughs> like people would have seen him but nobody yeah. m- magically nobody did it's this like it's a- again like it's just like logic like massive plot holes magic massive logic holes in a movie where they had to make those logic holes be <laughs> like they had to just not address them because if they did like the movie falls apart immediately well this is the thing about twist is that you really it's not just something you can throw in a film to throw people out. you have to make sure it's very carefully and methodically planned out that yeah. there's nothing that uh, if you say wait if this twist why did this happen or why did this happen you have to make sure those holes are as close as you can get them. so the twist can make sense and the twist can actually be oh you know what now that i think about it that does make sense that this happened or that this is why the twist you know the twist happened don't just throw a twist in to try to be clever you, you can't you know it doesn't work that way or to and cover felt, up a failing of the movie's like finale i mean i do believe they had this twist in mind from the start the problem is they thought they could get away with it no matter what they wrote around they just had to add some things like Craig sheffer is crazy and shit like that and seagal was killed in action or something something to like think they could make it work but you need a little more than that to make the twist believable and acceptable like oh okay i'm satisfied with you know what i mean yeah no i agree i it's again for me it's just like it's it's there's a level of there's a level of expectation like you said there's a level of expectation when you make a movie and there's a there's a twist in it and especially when it's a twist that effectively changes your interpretation of the entire film, yep. you, you then you then are forced to rewatch the movie to see how well the filmmakers did in sticking the landing. And as one would expect with a film like this made by they the fucking folks. belly flop. Yeah, of course. But that's not surprising. Even even filmmakers who are good at what they do fuck up all the time. I was yeah. not a huge fan of Shutter Island because I feel like the twist in that movie was telegraphed from like scene one. Yep, uh, so just the... I'm also just not a Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Uh, unfortunately, I've never seen Shutter Island, but I was the twist was spoiled for me anyway. What's the twist? The twist is pedestrian. What the fact that he was in the asylum the whole time? Oh wow! You could have you can suss that out from like pretty early on. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying because I'm like some smart guy. I'm saying no, if you're if no. you're just a if you're a movie goer who is engaged, like I know you are, because you yeah. wouldn't be doing this if you were just giving half of a shit about movie. This yeah. is not easy to sit and critically watch a Steven Seagal movie and find things to talk about critically because for for one reason or another, these movies in a lot of ways don't deserve it we're putting in more effort than they put in to make it to be critical about it when it comes when it comes to twists i mean there have been times where i kind of figured out a twist and there have been times where it was ruined for me before i even saw the twist coming um the sixth sense story did i ever tell you that story okay uh i went with my mom when i was 19 we went and saw the success in the theater right as we were watching the film uh in the middle of the film she leans over to me 
and whispers, I think he's dead. And I'm like, for a minute, for a second, I thought she meant Haley Joel Osment's character. Then I'm like, oh, you mean Bruce Willis's character. And I spent the whole rest of the movie thinking, you better not be right about this. You better not be right about this. You better not be right about this. Turns out, she was fucking right. He was dead the whole time. Did she and my know? Mom, she knew. She told me. She's like, I think he's dead. No, and did like, she know ahead of time? No, she didn't. So she called it. She called it. She called her shot Babe Ruth style. Because, and she was like, well, how did you not see that coming? Nobody else but the kid was interacting with it. You don't see him talk to anyone else but the kid. And like, God damn it. How did I miss that? Frankly, because most of the time that twist is done, it doesn't land. So you don't assume anybody's going to try it. Well, and plus M. Night Shyamalan wasn't necessarily known for twists at the time. And we didn't really, he wasn't really known for much at the time other than ghostwriting, She's All That, and uh, this one movie with Rosie O'Donnell. I forgot what it was called. I'm good already. I can pass on that one before we even figure out the title uh oh yeah he wrote Stuart little as well um so right, i mean great. and i did see it again i did end up watching six that's in theaters again knowing the twist and watching it like we said watching it and analyzing huh right that that makes sense donnie Wahlberg killed him at the start you know yeah and how embarrassing killed by a new kid on the- yeah i was about to say killed by donnie but you got to admit his performance is really fucking good in that small role he has donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. You know, I actually don't mind him as an actor. No, he's a good actor. He's not bad in uh, the Saw movie. I think he was in Saw 3. Yeah, he was. Four. I always forget the order that they have those told in. I believe uh, it was Saw 2 and 4 he was at. Is he not in 3? Because three? Three, mostly, 3 mostly takes place with Angus McFadden going through the whole mm-hmm. thing. And the doctor being uh, at trap point, I call it, trying to take out um, yeah. Jigsaw's thing. If you want to hear a entire... Uh, podcast worth of episode information on Saw. Go check out the Culture Cast episode where we talk about all the movies that existed at the time, which I think is everything but the last two. So it must have been a while ago. S- Jigsaw and Spiral. Oh, Spiral. Spiral, yeah. Jigsaw and Spiral are the only two that uh, we didn't cover. So if you want to hear both, that, there you go. Both incredibly underwhelmed. Well, incredibly I, I, I have not covered them because I feel like I don't have anything else oh. to say about the Saw movies. Speaking of twists that I saw coming when I watched Spiral in the theater, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the killer. Don't say. Why not? Has it, been, has it not been long don't enough? Don't spoil me for Trevor if you didn't spoil. I'll okay. say who the killer was. It was Samuel L. Jackson. No, it wasn't. Wow, you spoiled the movie, Trevor. I'm just kidding. I know who no, it was. It was Chris Rock. It was Chris Alex Mignella. Anthony Mignella. Anthony, whatever. The, that one guy who looks like the guy from Hereditary, but he's not the guy from Hereditary. I mean, uh, tell me I'm tell Hereditary, me I'm wrong. Hereditary, I think, would count as a twist when it comes to what you expect of the film. Did we not expect that movie to be a fucking exorcist demon shit movie? No, I. It was Rosemary's be, Baby, right? I expected the girl to be the main focus of the film, right? And not even halfway through it, she gets beheaded. Man, spoiled the movie for everybody, Trevor. Should I just put beeps on this? Beep. Fuck like you. fucking, like, you're cursing every time, and then they I, beep, 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 beep. I'll do well, that. Well, we didn't we spoil Malignant when we did Malignant. Yeah, but that's when we did the Malignant podcast. People who listen to the Code of Honor episode are not wanting to have. Uh, I don't know what's another thing we could spoil. Uh, Rosebud was a sled doll. Okay, well, it, uh, the the timing that I use is ten years. Okay, well, I'm sorry. No, I'm. What are you fucking apologizing to me for? Fuck. Okay. So anything pre 2012 is fair game. Okay. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. That's Finkel why Roger Pedactor is, is dead. He found Captain, Captain Winky. God, what a fucked up movie. I love that movie. I even mean, now yeah. it's a little transphobic, don't you think? I no. You think it's, I, do, it's... I don't because the thing about them being trans is not played for laugh. I mean. It is right at the end, but that's it. Think about it. Like, 
throughout the movie, are they like, oh my God, you know, trans Are we cutting this part out, by the way? I don't know why. I don't know. But yeah. It's a twist. We're talking about twists still. Is this, this is more exciting than talking about the movie that they don't nail the twist. Yeah. That's a twist in that movie. That's a, it's a funny twist. Meant to be. It's like a noir twist, if you think about it. Like Ace Ventura is almost, if it wasn't a comedy, it would almost be neo noir. Well, it's, it's almost to the tradition of like Psycho or uh, or what's that William Castle film? Um, it's like Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. But like or, my point is like Ace Ventura is kind of like neo-noir-ish. Like some of the stuff is like, you know, like the what what he's doing, his profession, where he lives. You know, like it's like any like a it's like a Charles Williford novel because he lives in Miami. You know, he could run into Hoke Mosley type thing. But the twist in that movie, I don't think it's I don't think it's transphobic. Uh, I think it's I, was it. I think it's un. I think it's in poor taste, but I think that's always going to be in poor taste. That twist, regardless. Yeah, I mean that movie. I don't think it could be made. Um, I don't think it's Ventura. No, I I, no. But I mean that was a movie you don't expect to even have a fucking. But yeah, and but Ace Ventura is also not mean. He's not a mean character. No, no, he he's a smartass, but he's not mean. Right, like. Which is yeah. why I say the movie's not transphobic because, like, the I, character I, that Sean Young plays being, you know, uh, um, Finkel and Einhorn, like, yeah. that's found out so at the end of the movie. Like, yeah, he does the thing where he's, like, plungering his face. That's probably the worst part. I think, like, because I like the Ace Ventura, well, at least the first two Ace Ventura I love, films. yeah, the second one's great. I have not seen the third one, what technically called, I don't, is, did you consider it the third one? Or? Ace Ventura Jr.? Uh, why'd you have to say their name? What am I, I'm am trying I to pervert? No, I don't even want to think about that movie existing. Well, I think Jim Carrey's not on record saying no more sequels for him. Wasn't he? But, why not just do it? Isn't aren't they making an Ace Ventura something right now? I thought I thought Jim Carrey said that he's not he's not doing sequels because here's the thing: making do Ace sequel. Ventura three, you fucking coward. Okay, I want to see Ventura it. 3. Okay, I do too. Right, Ace Ventura two is really. I like Ace Ventura two more than I like the first one. Well, baby, if you're gonna make a film this many years after the fact, just be careful because Dumb and Dumber two. Well, I thought it was funny at part. Not as near as good as. I don't even. I thank you for reminding me that exists. Oh, fucking pox upon my brain. What about Dumb and Dumber er? When Harry Met Lloyd, why starring do, Eric. Why, why are you doing that, man? Starring Eric Christian Olsen. And uh, fucking the guy from Hostel. Why you do it? Why you got to be that way? Why you got to do that for everybody else? Why you got to bring the rest of us down <laughs> to that to that level? That subterranean, like weird sequels to eighties movies from the like mid two thousands. But oh yeah, but also like it's the same. Like okay, so in the in the mid thousands, they were doing the eighties movies. I because right? I just I love how Ghostbusters Afterlife was the final eighties nostalgia movie. Oh, it's not. It was the final form. Oh, you mean the final form? It was like the final form of 80s nostalgia. But like now everything's 90s nostalgia. 90s nostalgia is really picking up. Well, I mean, Top Gun Maverick has shown that 80s nostalgia doesn't. But that's different because that's just like America rah-rah nostalgia. I don't care. I still and fucking like, love it. And fucking playing with each other's fat fucking balls. I don't what is care. that? What I do love... they call? It? What are they calling? Like, uh, what is that song? Playing with the boy. Playing with the So it's just so fucking. Just giving. What a life simple joy. Playing with the boys. Oh yeah, I bet. Are they flex in this movie? <clears throat> Kenny Loggins for. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh my Pride God. of Everett. Pride <laughs> of Everett. We have strayed so far from this movie. It's the it's code of honor that we've strayed far from. It's deserved to be strayed from because it's fucking it's garbage. It's it's just it's well intentioned garbage. It is. It, it, I'm not even. It's look. We've seen worse already on this show. Things that meander for fucking. Oh, it's nowhere near the worst thing you've seen. No, no that's still China salesman, like without a doubt. 
oh, that movie will always be the worst film. I don't know if we'll even top China sales. Yeah, we, I, I'm, I'm with you. Didn't I see another one was worse than that? What was in there one? There was one where we were kind of even more pissed off. Hold on. But me, I don't remember what I don't remember what it was. It definitely wasn't one of his earlier. Not the Asian connection. There with we All haven't right. watched the uh, Asian Connection yet. It sounds like a porn, we? doesn't it? Or have we watched that? Asian Connection sounds like a porn. I've more had the I've had the Harold Faltermeyer theme stuck in my head more than the song. Was it the perfect weapon? Perfect weapon. I don't remember. I We've watched something like that. We watched something that was really bad. It was, oh God, the perfect weapon. That was the one where it takes place in the future. And yeah, yeah, the director. Oh, he has a brother. He has a brother at the end, turns yeah. out. So even though Steven Seagal dies, his brother wants to. Code of honor. Anyway, so fucking, uh, I don't know. What else is there to say about it? Because it there is a good, there is a good movie in that plot or in that thing, but they needed to go over the script way more times before they could, before I think it was filmable. What there is to say is that this movie is a better attempt at a movie like this than we've seen so far from these kinds of movies. Trevor, where can people find you? Well, of course you can find me on the Alcicle podcast. You can find me at Twitter at Mad Verdict or Bad Verdict. You can also find me from time to time on the Culture Cast with my glorious co-host, Chris Dashew. And uh, you can also find me from time to time at the Projection Booth, hosted by the great Mike White. Great Mike White Shark, if you will. And Chris, yeah. where can people find you? You can find me at cstashew.com, C-S-T-A-C-H-I-W.com. That's my link tree. Go there for all the things that I work on. They are various in a quantity and I think um, high in quality. So, you know, if you're into 70s TV show or movies or weird things that go bump in the night, that's where you can go. As yeah. for this show, on Seagal.com, on Seagal on Twitter, just go just go on iTunes and rate and review the show. Just do us yeah. a favor. Do me a favor. Do Trevor a favor. Do Steven Seagal a favor and tell us how... <laughs> do me a favor on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Yeah, do us a favor. Give us a good review, a good rating. It'll help us move up like one in the scheme of like a thousand, given that everybody... I'm surprised Seagal doesn't have his own goddamn podcast, given that everybody else... It's just a matter well, of I time. Well, I mean, Russia doesn't allow them, so... It's just a matter of time, Trevor. Yeah, but he's he's in with the right people. So oh, okay. So until then, yeah, just uh, you know, uh, st- st- yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned to st- Steven Seagal.